This is the Two Marketeers podcast, where hosts and marketing experts Sean Patrick and Lindsay Waugh seek to uncover what makes brands so powerful in how they impact modern society and culture. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Two Marketeers podcast. I'm Sean Patrick. And I'm Lindsay Waugh. Continuing on this season's theme of designing experiences, Lindsay and I are talking about designing our work experience. More the personal side. So our point of view on how we've designed our work lives. And so this is really the first episode in season four that dives into more of that personal side around how we've each designed the way that we work and live. Comparing life pre-freelance and post-freelance. Have a listen. It's a good one. Oh, one more thing before we jump in. I make reference to lemurs jumping off a cliff. I meant lemmings. Please note that no animals were harmed during the recording of this episode. Enjoy. What are we talking about? Designing experiences. Here we are. Okay, so I do want to talk a little more about designing our own experience. Let's talk a little bit about how you design your experience, Lindsay. (laughs) I feel like I'm in therapy. Right? Is there a couch in here? Yeah. No. I have to lay down. (laughs) (laughs) So, So childhood trauma. You seem so... Yeah, let's not talk about trauma. Tell me about, say, Lindsay, the Mm full-timer at an agency kind of thing, the strategist, the superstar, big brands, look at me, young kids, boom, 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 Yeah. and you now. Yeah. How many years ago? Yes. Four? Uh, Four. Four years, yeah. I blew up my whole life at that time, (laughs) four years ago, and we started this podcast, actually. Well, not so I blame you. Part. Yeah, you can blame me, but not for this <laughs> I blame this you in many ways for a lot of that I've done wrong. <laughs> <laughs> or perhaps right, wow. I guess. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm hoping. Uh, I don't know. Sometimes I'm thinking I'm crazy because I like left my dream job. I was in my dream job. I had gotten to like you, like you said earlier, where you, you peaked. peaked very early and got to the only place you ever wanted to get to. Right. Like that's where I got to. I had two little kids. I had my dream job at a dream agency. So it was my fault. I was yeah. I'm so sorry. Working on like global brands, doing super cool shit. Like and I loved it. So like I don't think I was woke up one day and was like, I'm miserable. I wasn't. I was like, great. I feel sick to my stomach right now. Why? Because I'm the one. I was great, but I was what I've now learned is busy and bored. Huh. So that is Can we pause on that? to me. Yeah. Did you, you didn't know it at the time. I didn't know that was a thing. I still get busy like that. And busy and bored. I'm not, I can't sit still mentally. So even though the day, my daily life was very fast paced, I was doing very similar things, talking to the same people, going to the same place where you're like, you got comfortable. Yeah, very quickly, too, though. It was like I wasn't even there very long, a couple of years. And then 
I was I shouldn't have been bored because it's like this is gonna be the fastest pace <laughs> you ever run in your life. This is why we have video. And you're like gonna get fired in five seconds. You better get ready. Like never eat food, only drink coffee. Like that's what you have to do. And I was I was kind of like really though. Like I was busy. I was working a lot. I was working late. I was running around doing pickup, doing drop off, going for dinner. Blah, blah, blah. But I was living like, the life you, yeah, you dreamed like, of. I was living it, and I was just bored at the same time where I was like, if I have to write another brief, like, I'm, you know, they're exhausting. And for what though? Like the way that, and you're just, you're in a machine. Yeah. And I'm just, like I said earlier, where I'm just always asking, but like, why are we doing that? Why are we doing it this way? And why are we doing that specifically? And so, and so many meetings. And so, so many. And I loved all of that. I was like hanging out with people, wearing cool clothes. Like, I love wearing it. cool clothes, you know? yeah. Put my lipstick Been on. There. Like, it's my jam, totally. And I still love agencies. I love agency life. I yeah. would never not say I don't like it. I do love it. Right. But then I was just like, I am too restless and like curious for this situation that I'm in right now. And like the only... I was like, I needed to know what happens on the client side, like after you set a plan in place, like when you're, we're not held responsible, right? Like we are, but we're not, you know? And so from a strategy standpoint and from an agency standpoint, like you're not the one at the end of the day who's counting the sales, you know, of the brand. Right. So like I needed to look at different problems. I needed to talk to different people. I needed to think about it from the client side. I needed to like, so just get some variety is like, that's why I did it was like, I need to shake this up. And then was it not because your favorite person in the industry begged you to consider? Well, that was the first, job? that was the first cool thing where you're like, well, should we do this crazy ask together? And we're like, what is this? What are we going to do? And that's the best thing. Right. Like I, it was like, we'll do it. That's like, what I always do now. I'm like, what is this and what are we going to do? It's like the first questions I ask and I never know. And it's so vulnerable and it's what I'm best at. Like, I'm not good with monotony, even if it's exciting. If it's the same but exciting, it's still not good for me. I think it's so funny because so to wrap that is what's the key difference in your life working for yourself? Yeah. Ver, or a, an, I'd call you an entrepreneur because you have businesses. You're not just a, mm-hmm. I mean, freelance is a structure, but you have businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the difference between being bored, busy and bored? What are you now? I am more thoughtfully invested, I would say. Like if I'm in, I think freelancers and consultants are only as good as their current perspective in their last job. Like you're always trying to be the best, proving yourself because like you are trying to show up as the best advisor that could be helping them solve their problems. So I think instead of being lost in a team, instead of repeating the same thing, all that stuff, I'm like, I'm trying to show up for my clients as my best every day. And that sounds super cheesy, but like, that's, that's what I'm trying to do. And I just find that I'm like so invested in the projects that I work on and the clients that I take. And I feel, so the biggest, one of the biggest things too, is I feel a responsibility to say the right thing that's going to move their business forward. And that's where some of like the radical candor comes from. It's like, if I don't 
tell you exactly what I think you need to do unless even if you're not going to like it. Right. You're not your business isn't going to change. It's not going to succeed. It's not going to grow. Whereas in like a big team environment, you're almost afraid to push too, too far, too much. Because there's a lot of mouths to feed on that. Totally. And like you could get fired. We could lose a client. We could do this. We could do right. that. Well, now I'm like, I feel such a responsibility to just tell them what they need to do in the most respectful way that is going to like help them move forward. Otherwise, I'm not doing my job. So to take it, that's such a great perspective to have because it comes back to the thing that you said at first way back that scared me with 10% sales is you're like, you also have to take the accountability of how you share it because you won't be like, well, whether they like it or not, like it's, you created a business called tough love. Mm -hmm. And it's that idea that I am, I take accountability, not only for the strategies I define, but how I communicate those the challenges that they may not be ready to hear in ways that they're most likely to embrace or even accept what I've found. Yeah. That's different than come up with an idea, sell it. Totally. And I think, and it might be like, we're trying to engage Gen Z because we want to be a cool liquor brand. And it's like, do you know that 45 year old men in Nova Scotia are your top consumer. Like, what are we going to do about this? And they're like, what? And you're like, well, we, this is what's actually happening with your business. Right. So like, we need to figure this out if you need to get to different places. So metaphorically, you're like that person who's at the precipice of a cliff trying to raise the flag for a few of the lemurs. Is it lemurs that... You just run off. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You're kind of like, sorry, before you do that, sorry, before you do that, has anyone? Yeah. But I'm like, we can make this bet. Like, I'm so passionate about it because I was like, we can change this. We can do this if we look at this properly and address the reality and then put something exciting in place to change it. Whereas a lot of like big when you're on bulky teams and stuff like that, it's. You can't be like, excuse me, like, we, this isn't the right thing to do. People are like, what? Like, we're all running towards oh, the know. same thing, you know? Well, I think, again, from a from being in a in an agency environment, which I agree, there's nothing like the 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 um, the energy and the vibe of a well run, yeah. respected agency. Yes. The one thing about agency, not about agencies themselves, but what the agency does is it makes money by pulling the best people together to execute the work. Mm -hmm. And the cost of that and markup is how they build that business. Mm -hmm. The the challenge I have in, again, not agencies, but where I pulled out was it's not the best value in a lot of cases because of the model is you'll always get the client who says in the end, but I'm paying for this, I want this. Mm-hmm. So you can't be that person. You can't like, be the you Lindsay. you don't want that. And you're like, what? Yeah, is to say, yes. okay, that's great for the next three months, but if you don't start fixing these guys, talking to these guys in Nova Scotia, mm-hmm. there's a good chance you're fucked. Well, so the, I actually, I work with agencies still all the time. I would yeah. say probably 50% of the time. Right. And I think they also maybe even more so sometimes appreciate that you're not doing the right thing. Like someone who can come in and be like, I'm an objective point of view and say like, we need to do this other thing or shake this up or a creative needs to be like this way and be like the same type of advisor to agencies where they're not, they need to get stirred up, right. And get excited. And they are 
a lot of the times like a cog in the machine and they and that's hard for creativity and things like that. Right. So can I ask you the same question? Uh, what was the question? I don't even... <laughs> yeah. Compared how... to where you were when you were an employee Oof, I've been versus, so yeah, where you are now, what's the difference in the way that you've designed how you work? Well, my story is interesting. Yeah. My story is kind of interesting because the last place I was full time was a wonderful place, but I had burned out. Mm-hmm. And um, so I have a lot to learn. And it was about what was I doing, looking at it as a designer, what was I doing wrong? And I was, I had gotten sucked into that, this thing I hate, the whole life balancing, life, work-life balance, because I don't believe it's a thing. I don't think they're on level planes. Never going to be a thing. Work is part of life. And I say the main thing was I had become a very bad designer of my life. Mm. I had made it all about work. And when work wasn't working for me, everything kind of, I just worked harder at it. So it was just this sort of, the strategy was gone in me and the design I had designed my life around work. Cause that's what you do when you have young kids, you do all those sort of things and look at me, look how busy I am. The plate spinner, right? Look at me, look at me. Um, then now I have taken a lot of time to design work around my life. And what that Mm -hmm. is, is making decisions of, Hey people, if you, if you, if you do it right, you're not going to have to make the money you make for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's allowed me to kind of, and, and the funny thing is when you leave a full-time job and you're paid very well, the first thing you think of, well, I'm either going to make this much, which is what I make cause I'm comfortable that way. Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to, we're going to starve. There's no, <laughs> yeah. there's no in between, right? That's was how I defined success early on. It was like, if I make one more dollar than what I made there, I'm all right. Like, you know, exactly. Right. Yeah. And then you realize, well, wait a minute. I don't even have to make what I made there right. because it's a whole different structure. And I have all this time now and yeah. oh my God. So, um, I, when I created wise guy, which is really just about a brand that really hasn't officially launched because it's my brand. It was me making that pivot to say, what's the work I want to do? What's the work I want to be known for doing? Mm -hmm. And how do I, how do I want that work to make me feel? And money can't be in the mix. Money will be the result because that's what yeah. you learn enough is to say, you do good work. You're good at what you do. You're a good person. You will have money. You will have money. Yeah. So it, it's that it's essentially, and you've heard this from me many times. I only do work I want to do. And that doesn't mean like it's, oh, it's nonprofit. It doesn't mean that. It means like you said, oh, this is a problem I would love to be part of figuring mm-hmm. out. Right. Mm-hmm. This is just in a package and boy, I can't wait to dig deeper. Yeah. So it has to be work that I want to do just for the work itself. Yeah. It has to be a value to me. So what do I get out of this, right? What do I look back and say, what did I learn from this? And last but not least is I I need to be a value to the outcome. So the people hiring me need to know what I bring. Yes. Uh, especially in my case, because sometimes it'll be like, okay, there's a problem. Boom. You know how what happens. Oh, we have to change. We have to do something in a month and we need this written. It's like, okay, well, I can do all that. I used to have to, pre- I used to pretend that. You couldn't? No, I used to pretend that I had people. Oh, <laughs> I'll get them to do it. Right. I'll get someone to whip up that logo. Because <laughs> I did have, we do have Patrick Pierdisi. But anyways, so, so it's, it's been about 
the, in the journey is the answer is I have des- I have consciously designed the experience I am living. Mm-hmm. But it's about if you're not liking your experience, you're the designer. Mm-hmm. Figure it out. I would also say is like the way that we're talking about it sounds super easy and fun. It's not always. Who's they? Like if anyone listening, like anyone listening to this might be like, oh. this sounds really luxurious. Like we design how we do our projects however yeah, we only want. only do what I want. Sometimes it sucks, folks. Like it you mostly also, sucks. There's also projects you take that like there may be some sort of value to you in it, but it might not be the most fun thing you're going to do. Or and that it's easy to just quit your job and walk away and hope the money will come. Like none of that's easy, of course. Yeah. But I, yeah, I feel like we're. Uh, it's mindset. We're talking about it like it's so. You're right. No, luxurious. It's love- it's a it is a privilege to be able to do it. But yes, and we. I, I mean, I last week I was a mess because I was like, I don't have a, anything tangible lined up for the next two or three months, and then yeah. boom, it is constant angst. Except your mindset is different. Yeah, you have the freedom of saying, of being a Lindsay and saying why, or being a Sean, challenging. Say, I know this is a rule, but is this a rule for the benefit? Is this a truth mm-hmm. for me? I get I'm supposed to be available nine to five, Monday to Friday. Yeah, but why? Right. So I think. Where we are today, like post pandemic and all that stuff, someone like Lindsay is like just on the prowl. Like she is de- questioning everything. Yeah. I'm questioning the rules that don't work anymore. And why those both work really well together is because what I do in the creation of ideas or execution is they have to work. Mm hmm. Lindsay's job is to go out there and make sense of what will even work. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way of saying it. That was good, eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wise guy. Wise guy. Stay tuned. Wise guy. Got Stay tuned for more. <laughs> that's it. I think that's a wrap. Yeah. Two Marketeers out. Thanks for listening to the Two Marketeers podcast. New episodes launch every two weeks. Find the Two Marketeers podcast on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you like to listen. And be sure to rate and subscribe. Listen on our website, thetwomarketeers.ca, or you can ask Alexa to play the Two Marketeers podcast. Want to keep in touch? Follow the Two Marketeers on LinkedIn or at Two Marketeers on TikTok. We've always got something to share. This podcast is over.